Hey you, it is Sarah Allred with the Latter-day Ladypreneur podcast. Hey, it is our first episode. I'm super glad that you're here. Oh my goodness. Welcome, welcome. So let me tell you, just a few weeks ago, uh, I was recently introduced to a super dynamic member of our church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, who also happens to be an amazing entrepreneur who is also a woman who I met in Nashville and she spoke in front of 5,000 diehard entrepreneurs on stage. I was super impressed. And while she was going on and on and on about her amazing skills at what she calls design hacking, which is a podcast for another day, I was really intrigued by something I saw in her video that she shared with us in this crowd of 5,000 people in Nashville. What I noticed is that as she was teaching and talking about different elements of design, she was there in front of a wall. There was a wall behind her that had a whole bunch of small, um, maybe kind of three by five size black and white photos of people who are her heroes, people who inspire her. And they were scattered all over the wall. And it was such an impactful moment, especially in that massive room. And I started to notice I knew some people on that wall. Those black and white photos introduced me to Elder Irene. I saw Sherry Dew. I saw Sister Joy Jones, just to name a few members of our church who are so inspiring and who inspired this amazing entrepreneur to do her very best were on her wall. So this amazing entrepreneur, her name is Catherine Jones. You should totally follow her. She is absolutely inspiring and so faithful and so energetic. She can teach you a ton of stuff. So inspiring, in fact, that when I got off the plane from Nashville and landed here in Phoenix, it was one of my first priorities as an entrepreneur that I was going to create my wall, my wall of inspiration. In fact, I wanted to tweak it a little bit more because there I was, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and a mom and a wife and a woman of faith. And I really, really, really wanted to find other women who were faithful women and who also were not in the dabble business of business, but in the, I'm going to make serious impact in the business world. That was going to be my wall. So I sat down at my desk and I thought, okay, let's start building this wall. Who do I know that's a member of my faith, who is a woman who is incredibly inspiring for me in the impact and strides that she has made in the business world. And I found very, very few women. Ah, oh, it was kind of shocking to me. I just thought, oh man, I started making a list and I thought I must be off my rocker because I can't seem to fill an entire wall of these women that I am trying to emulate. I want to be like them. I want to learn from them. And you know what? I was so saddened to find that there weren't a ton. There just weren't a ton. So that was my goal when I came back from Nashville was to dive in and build that wall. And I found that the, the list I had made while it was great, it was a small list. And this is really interesting. I kept thinking to myself, why are there not more women, women in general in business, but especially women of my faith in business because there are some unique elements that come from being a member of the church and being dedicated to family and possibly motherhood and how that impacts our role as business people. And I wanted to find those people. So why is it? Why is it that more of us are not more impactful and more involved in our business worlds as members of the church? So it started to come to me as I started working with some entrepreneurs who are all members of our faith and I started to notice a really common wall. A really common wall is that many of us come in and because 
as members of the church and as women, and especially busy women, we don't want to come in and say, wait, I'm not going to spend my time on this because someone else is already doing it and doing it really well. Like, why would I go in and teach people about health and fitness when this person is so awesome at it? Why would I ever come in and try and teach people about family finance and budgeting when this person is already doing it so well? Why would I come in and try and teach people um, about parenting and about interacting with your kids and building them spiritually when this person is already doing it? It's this big wall that comes in from in front of us because we want to be smart with our time and we don't feel like we have a lot of time to waste. And we start to wonder, why would I do it if someone else is already doing it really, really well? Well, let me kind of flip that question a little bit and ask you this. Because we're approaching the same idea of, oh, this person is already doing this so well, what you're seeing in your mind and what we have seen in our mind is that this person is sort of the first and last to offer this service or offer this impact in the business world or, or be so amazing at this skill set. They're kind of the first that comes to your mind because they're so awesome and impactful at it. So let me ask you a couple of questions, okay? And it's going to be like one of those awesome Daniel Tiger episodes where I'm going to ask you a question and then I'm going to pause and pre sit and pretend that you're answering it, okay? We're going to do something really, really fun. Go Daniel Tiger. So first, and regardless if the answer is true, I want you to just think of the very first person that comes to your mind when I ask this question. Who in your mind was our very first international member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles? The Daniel Tiger pause. Okay, second, who was the first female leader of the church who was not married? Daniel Tiger pause. And third, who is the first person that has tackled sex trafficking in an amazing way here in the United States and abroad? Daniel Tiger pause. Okay, great. So these might be some dramatic options right here, but if if I have polled my own people well enough, we may have some similar answers. So when asked who our first international general authority was, many of you may say Dieter F. Uchtdorf, Elder Uchtdorf, okay? Whether that is true or not, doesn't matter. That's the first person, keep that in mind, the first person that you believe fulfilled that role as our first international general authority. Second, who was our first female leader in the church who was single? Many of you may say Sister Sherry Dew. Okay, whether that is true or not, that is the first person, that's the important word, the first person that comes to mind um, who was the first leader of our church who was a woman who was single. Okay, and last, who is the first person to really tackle sex trafficking on a national stage? That would probably be Tim Ballard, the creator of Operation Underground Railroad, which is a cause very near and dear to my heart. So we get caught up in this idea that if someone has already tackled this and is always doing, always and already doing it in a big, impactful manner, then we don't have a role to play. If we're not the first, then there's no place for us to be doing it. Why would I do it if someone else is already doing it in such an amazing way? Well, here's the thing. I want to read you an amazing passage from the book, 
Champions of Change, 25 Women Who Made History. This is by Naomi Watts and Katherine Kitteman, and the illustrations are unreal. They are from Brooke Smart, and I hope to have her on the podcast sometime. Wow, the illustrations are amazing. If you have a daughter or if you are trying to educate um, a son or a sister or a friend about amazing women in history, this is the book to get. It is 25 Women Who Made History, Champions of Change. Here is the quote, and listen carefully when they start talking about the role of people that are first versus people that continue on after those first people. They say, quote, we lose the full scope of the work and diversity of the people involved in making history when we only tell the same stories about well-known people. The names and work of these leaders may not be as well-known, they're talking about the leaders in this book, but they understood their unique communities and knew how to get things done. Does that sound like you? Does that sound like you? Oh, it goes on to say champions are not reserved for the firsts and onlys, the seconds and thirds and 33rds and so on. Ripple effects of the firsts are equally important. That is my message to you. The one thing every Latter-day Saint woman needs in her business is a ripple. It's a good thing if there are women ahead of you making big impact in business because they are equally important and they have set a stage for you to be successful. So you need a ripple. Join the ripple. That is the message. Let's talk a little bit about the focus that our church has had on encouraging us to learn more about church history, being very transparent, putting together those amazing books. Saints 1 and Volume 2 just came out at the time of this recording. Amazing. So what is it about this push to learn about church history. Well, I this project is near and dear to my heart. My grandfather, Leonard J. Arrington, was the church historian in the 70s and 80s for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And because of that history in my blood, our topics of church history, whether it was tough topics or funny stories or stories about the firsts or stories about the 33rds and 34ths in the development of the church, were well known at our dinner tables. We tackled tough stuff. We tackled mistakes. We tackled um, struggles they had and things that weren't understood and how people apologized and, and how do we come to grips when this and this happened. We tackled tough stuff all through my childhood. So I actually never grew up at a time when I didn't know the ins and outs of church history. So what is it about learning about church history that can give us confidence to join a ripple effect. Well, here's what it offered me. The greatest takeaway from my growing up with church history all over our dinner table conversations was not specific answers to really tough topic, topics that we still battle today. It was not understanding um, the differences between um, the first vision um, as it was told multiple times. That was not the most important thing. Do you know what I learned? In learning about church history around the dinner table, this is what I learned, that there is space for me. In fact, there is space for me in the kingdom with my mistakes and beyond my mistakes. And there is space for me when I have lost my cool and treated someone poorly. There is still space for me. There is still space for me. Why? Because these people 
and many of them were firsts in church history, were determined to establish something of value for us, for me and for you, mistakes and all. While they may have been the first establishing things in the early years of the church, you are part of their ripple. When something is a struggle, you are part of a ripple and learning about what they did at the beginning part and the first being part of that ripple may fill you with belonging, gratitude, understanding, and a new fire of faith inside you. Do you see how this can also apply to many of the firsts of women who are in business in a huge and impactful way in the world today? They have set a standard. They have learned things. They have made mistakes. We've all done those things, but there is a ripple for us to join. So join the ripple. I have to admit, going back to that story at the very beginning of trying to build my own wall, just like Catherine Jones had done, I was puzzled at first trying to build that wall of my business with members of the church, specifically women who had made serious impact in the business world because there weren't many. I even Googled it and those. Results left a lot to be desired, darn it, but they were out there. The ripple has begun in a powerful, righteous, impactful way. Never has there been a time more on this earth now where we can have more impact right here at home with the skills that God has given us. Woo! This is why I started this podcast. I am here to help shine a light in the business world of amazing women and some men. David Butler's coming up, everybody. Hooray. Some women and some men who are doing amazing, impactful things in the business world. I hope to provide you with a powerful ripple, and I want to join you in it. A ripple of members of our faith who are doing it in the business world. Their businesses may be religious in nature, or they may have made millions by designing an amazing baby tub. They're all going to be here on the podcast to teach you. So through this podcast, you're going to get a great mix of amazing interviews with people who can be part of your ripple. And then also some solo episodes with myself as I did dig into the nitty gritty of my business, whether it's spiritual things that I have learned that have helped propel my business forward, or whether it's tactical strategy things that I know will get your message and your impact out there in a quicker, more effective, faith-filled way. It's going to be a wild ride. I'm so glad that you've joined me here for the first episode of the Latter-day Ladypreneur podcast. I'll be excited to join you with David Butler next week as our very first guest as he talks all about how does God feel about women and specific how does he feel about women in business? He's going to pull examples from the scriptures. It's going to be amazing. So join me next week on the Latter-day Ladypreneur. Thanks so much for joining me, and we'll talk to you soon. If you enjoyed this podcast, I know you would enjoy my course, The Funnel Blueprint Challenge. What in the world do funnels have to do with you thinking bigger as a woman of faith, business, and motherhood? Well, my friend, everything. Funnels are just a fancy word for a brilliant business plan that grants you more money, more free time, and more impact without sacrificing your role as a woman of faith and family. My favorite part about funnels? Well, building a plan that is serving every single customer. Customers who have zero dollars to spend and those who are ready to invest thousands in you. 
The Funnel Blueprint Challenge, available at saragracelife.com slash challenge, is filled with 45 days of step-by-step guidance on starting, growing, and expanding your business right. This is the exact blueprint I use to build funnels for high-end clients. No more shoot-from-the-hip strategies with your marketing idea of the week. Get your funnel built with me in 45 days in the Funnel Blueprint Challenge so that you can share your awesomeness with the world. Let me be awesome at teaching you funnels so that you can be awesome at what you do. Head to saragracelive.com slash challenge to register. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thank you.